Tin Cup, and we are broadcasting from the greenhouse booth at HR Tech, 7116. If you're here, please come by. we got Hiba and Jay, and we're going to be doing all kinds of fun stuff, and uh, let's get to know each other real quick. So, Jay, we'll start with you. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your firm. Sure. I'm the chief gecko at HR Geckos. Such a great name. Absolutely. And so happy to be here with you, William. And I love your booth, by the way. Thank I you. did come by. You weren't, I mean, doesn't matter. I love your booth. Thank you. Yeah, you like the Godzilla and the gecko game? I, I actually want to take it home to my kids. So you funny. can. <laughs> Too funny. Hiba, how about yourself? Oh, I'm the chief people officer of Rat Workweek, which is a creator-led media company. Oh, and cool. I also write a newsletter called I Hate It Here. <laughs> about workplace cultures. Oh, I got it. We, got really it. We, can't, we can't go on to that. I mean, no. you, can, you can't just stop there. I hate it. How did that start? Uh, I really wanted to call it I Hate It Here. And the C- so Workweek is a creator-led media company. Right. So we have a lot of B2B creators across many verticals. Right. Um, and they asked me to write a newsletter as well as being the chief people officer, which is two jobs in yeah. one day. Yeah. Um, and I said, I want to call the newsletter I Hate It Here. And they said, why? And I said, because a lot of HR people feel that way, but they can't publicly express how hard it is 100%. to do this job. 100%. And they were like, oh, I don't think anyone will want to sponsor that newsletter. And I said, mm-hmm. well, we'll just wait and see. Yeah, yeah. What's interesting about that is uh, originally a lot of people, uh, HR and recruiting professionals, would blog anonymously mm-hmm. because they didn't want it to come back to them. But it was cathartic to get the, all of that stuff out. But they didn't want it attached to their name because they didn't want to get fired. Yeah, well, it's very interesting because my CEO reads my newsletter every week. <laughs> and, and is it, are you telling stories from other people or is it you? A little bit of both. <laughs> I sometimes will message me and say, I read the newsletter. Um, is this about me? <laughs> <laughs> no. Absolutely. I have told him it's all the bad stuff. I've never been about him. All the good stuff, some of them is him, yeah. 100%. 100%. <laughs> you take the good stuff, all the bad stuff. It was You know, what, you know how you do these stories about my friend? I have a friend that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, asking, yeah, asking for a friend. Yeah, yeah, can, yeah, yeah. Can, can they go yeah. on this leave no, here no. for it, this many days? There's no friend. There's, there's no friend. We're doing a fun HR Tech scary story contest. You're co- we're collecting 100 scariest Spooky. moments Love in it. HR Tech for Halloween. And the number of people who are writing in is amazing because there's so many. Yes. Yeah, because there, there are scary stories out oh, there. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. they they can't talk about openly, and this no. is all anonymized, so they're openly sharing everything. <laughs> I like that. I yep. like that because it also there is a, cathar- a cathartic part of that to be able to express yourself and go, I got it out. I just yep. got, I had to tell someone the story. I couldn't, of course, put my name next to it. Couldn't put it on a LinkedIn, but I got it out. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So, favorite candidate question. So let me let me phrase this in a way that so you, you, it makes sense. At some point in your career, yesterday or 10 years ago, a candidate asked you a question and you were like, oh, that's cool. That's that's a really good question. Not a stumper, but just something that really kind of, you're like, that was really, I'm glad that they asked that question. So I'll have stuff. to think about this. Yeah, you yeah. should. <laughs> hey, okay, this not related to work at all. Mm-hmm. I actually love when candidates ask me what's the last thing I've read. Because oh. I'm a big reader and I talk very openly about how much I love reading. Okay. So when candidates say, like, what's the last thing you read that, like, really excited you and you learned something from it? I feel like it's like a bonding moment. It has nothing to do with the candidate's experience. Probably shouldn't even ask or answer the question sometimes because yeah, yeah. it can lead to bias. But it ends up being a really good conversation. Can they bring up something from your newsletter? 
Yeah. Can I or can no, they? No, can they. Oh, yeah, probably. So, I mean, like, when I talk to candidates, they say, like, oh, I've read your newsletter. Or, like, I saw that you said you love this thing. And, like, it, it could be hard. I've actually have tried to remove myself from interviews as much as possible at the company because right. I am so public-facing. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I can I, see that. It's just easy to, like, get in an interview with me and, like, already know my life story. So I try not Pretty to. Pretty much. Social has done that to, to me where... Um, because I live so socially, people will come up to me after a conference and they'll be like, yeah. hey, how's your kids? How, how's Henry doing? <laughs> or how's your wife? I know she's in Greece. I'm like, whoa, I have no idea who you are. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm not calling you a stalker. However, this is a little scared right now, if I could be honest. Anyhow, Jay, yeah. what about yourself? So, um, not a question question as such, but this was a very funny response to a call to interview. I had scheduled someone to come to interview for HR Geckos yeah. last year, and I didn't realize it was a public holiday in India. Um, you yeah. know, it was a festival, yeah. and I called the guy and said, hey, I was waiting for you on the call, you know, for the interview. He responds saying, thank you, God. Thank you for answering my prayers. I got an interview call. I'm in the temple right now. God's answered all my prayers. Oh, my gosh. So I was like, I uh, felt like my I bad, was... My bad, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. I was like, Apologize. okay. <laughs> so I thought that was an interesting response. So I still remember this candidate to this day, although we didn't hire him. But, you but know, it, it was a good, interesting response to a call to interview. That happens all the time with me and Canada for some reason. Like, I forget their holidays. Oh, yeah. They don't forget ours. It's crazy. It's like, I know you have Thanksgiving coming up. I'm like, yeah, I have no idea your holidays. Like, we live next to each other. And I, I couldn't tell. I literally couldn't. If a gun was next to my head, I couldn't tell you a Canadian holiday. Uh, Canadian Thanksgiving was like last week. Yeah, that's what See? I thought. It was. It was See? last Monday. I love yeah. you. Thank my, you. My husband works for a Canadian company. He like ran out and was like, oh my God, I'm off on Monday. I was like, you're just learning this now? And he's like, it's Canadian Thanksgiving. He was so excited. I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll be working. <laughs> yeah. It's a normal day. All right. So how do we get TA to look past the resume? Okay, so there's a resume, there's a LinkedIn profile, etc. There's a bunch of stuff that's stated, some implied. How do we get people to look past that and to find some of the good stuff that's maybe not stated, etc.? So, Jay, I'll start with you. Sure. Um, you know, one of the biggest things for us at HR Geckos is we burn the paper. <laughs> we do want to see those paper resumes. <laughs> Yeah. Nice. So we ask them to just contact us on social. You know, they can send us a message or they can do a video resume, like a quick intro on LinkedIn Messenger. Right. You know, responding to our job ad. TikTok. Yeah. TikTok. Yeah, absolutely. It yeah. doesn't it, it works really well because we ask them to highlight three things that we should be aware of about them oh, that's when cool. they're looking for a job. Uh, you know, whether they're looking for work flexibility or work from home, remote work options, or are they looking for a certain location and they prefer to come to the office to work? Right. Or they're just looking for a great raise in their salary, which is a big, big thing these right. days. Right. Uh, you know, and, and those are three things that can like easily share. You? What, you know, what's their motivation? Right. A lot of our uh, applicants usually are graduate, recent fresh graduates, and, right. you know, they've never worked in a company like a startup like 
cars right. and they're curious about what we have to offer so for us it gets us to connect with them better when they share those motivational things about why they're looking for a position with a startup like ours I love that so that's how we get them to talk about themselves Hiba what you say I always say resumes are indications of uh, past achievements not future success right rearview so, mirror yeah you're you're not going to uh, a resume is lovely and it lists a lot of accomplishments but that person could be really accomplished and do lots of great things and then utterly fail in your environment 100%. if they don't have the right mindset for your environment right. so with our recruiters like we talk about that a lot i usually just skim resumes i never read them line by line if they have any sort of anecdotal experience that is relevant to the job i will still talk to the candidate and um something i'm trying to train our hiring managers on is to do the same cuz i think a lot of people are uh, conditioned to look at the resume and say this is going to tell me if this is the right person for the job and i always say there's so much more behind the piece of paper so just talk to the person and see if they have the right skills to exist in our environment and thrive god both of y'all i could talk to y'all forever oh my god all right so I know you're both getting asked a lot of questions from TA and HR about reducing bias, mm. hiring bias, interview bias, etc. So, what's your bit? Like how do you talk to them and again, it's current because I know things change over time, but what's your current advice to people about reducing bias? I don't personally I'll put my bias in front of you. I don't believe we can ever get to a point where bias is extinguished. No, nope. absolutely not. Okay. All right. So, we're, we're human. on the same page. We're human, yeah. not AI. And even with AI. Even with AI. In fact, it's more biased than human. Yeah. So. 100%. People say AI to me, and I'm like, well, we have the artificial correct. The intelligence part? Not so much. Not so much. I, I just call it augmented intelligence, you know, because you I work with chatbots all day. At yeah. HR Geckos, we have a proprietary HR Gecko bot. It uh, is never going to get more intelligent than a human. It's only going to augment the human intelligence. That's, that's right. what I say. That's right. Always. All right, so let's do, let's do the bit. Somebody... Yeah. So one of your clients or a friend asks you, say, hey, we're bored, C-suites asking me about how to reduce bias, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. What's your bit? What's your take on it? Well, like you said, we cannot extinguish bias, but we can be more self-conscious about the bias, right? Like, be very aware that there is inbuilt bias, that you have this unconscious bias. And when you are interacting with someone who you want to hire and bring onto your team, Sometimes bias is a good thing because it helps you identify the gaps in your talent, uh, you know, and help you bring on people who will fill those gaps. Because that you're, you're so aware of your bias, right. so you you become more aware of what you need to bring on board. Right. So when I've been hiring folks, you know, a lot of our um, engineering team is from India, right. and you know we have a very um, you know mindset about the technical qualifications versus the communication skills versus the social skills of candidates from India, right? Right? Versus America. Right. We we're human. We have the bias, but at the same time, we're conscious of that bias and we are able to fill the gaps in our talent so we know someone who's technically really good but might not have the communication skills that we need for another type of job so that, you know it helps us understand the gap and fill the position based on those kind of skills that are coming into our company i love it yeah i mean you're never going to be able to get unconscious bias we just said that but i also train all of our managers on it as well and i i try to demystify it a little bit by saying um if you look to your immediate group of friends, they're probably going to be very similar to you. 
So when you hire, it's going to be natural that you want to hire someone who's very similar to you. Correct. A similar lot. to me bias. Exactly. Right? And yeah. they're going to end up probably being maybe from the same ethnic group, maybe uh -huh. the same religious affiliation, sexual right. orientation. Right. It'll just happen naturally. Right. Yes. It does not mean you are a bad person. Correct. It just means you have to acknowledge that there's less of a hurdle for you to climb right. from someone that's similar to you to someone that's different than you. That's right. So if you can remember that when you're hiring, that the thing that is uncomfortable is when people are different than us, that's actually a good thing. 100%. So we talk a lot about that. Because we bump into each other and it creates a little conflict. Yeah. And that yeah. conflict creates innovation or can create innovation. Yeah. Create and great. the awareness. Right. The self-awareness that you need to, you know, become really conscious about things like this. And I love it. bring it into the fore. Okay. So i got to ask you about skills because you're asking, uh, you're being asked a ton about skills and skills development, skills-based hiring, skills this, skills that. Yeah. Okay, so skills, 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 skills. I'm sure you'll probably answer this question 19 times a day. What's your bit right now on skills? Again, I, and I'll, I'll give you a, a setup. Yesterday, someone, and I'm going to completely steal it, of course, mm -hmm. but someone said, you know what? Well, I'm looking at skills now and next. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Okay, I like that. Because it's they're thinking more about potentiality. They're training their hire managers on potentiality, et cetera. So it's kind of a cool bit. Yeah. But what's, what's your take on skills? It's really easy when you're in the day-to-day -day grind to instantly think, like, I'm missing this skill. I need it right now. And it's right. harder to think about the future. So similar to what the person yesterday said, very similar to that, I think of skills as, like, I hate this phrasing, but nice to have and need to have. Right. So there are skills that people need to have to be able to do the job. And then we should also be listing skills that are nice to have, skills that maybe the candidate is telling you, I want to grow in this, and it's very aligned with what you need for your team in the future. Right. But managers have a hard time projecting what they need. So it's our job as HR to say, like, here are some skills you can think of. Like, I like to give them a list. There's right. a menu right. of these. Like, where do you think your team's going to go and what do you want to supplement your team with? Right. And so I think, like, skills in that framework where you give people the skills up front and they're able to look at them and say, ooh, I would love to have someone who's really good at data analysis in the future. And then you kind of have your running list and menu. Absolutely. Yeah. I usually tell them, stop looking for that unicorn. <laughs> 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 Put out your hand. Yeah. Stop that. Yeah, Done. there are no unicorns out there. You make your own unicorns by hiring the folks who can, you know, be developed on the job. Right. And, and they bring a certain skill set. Um, I mean, if they can do the job to the degree of success that you expect them to do, they can fill that position. Right. There are no unicorns out there. And, and as Hepa said, you know, giving them that nice-to-have list is a really good way of telling them, hey, this is something you can develop this employee when you hire them. So they come with these talent and uh, other skill sets, technical skill sets, and there's this opportunity for development. I used to do that when I used to refer you know, folks to my recruitment and yep. hiring managers yep. uh, when I was working full-time in a different company. But that's how you get people on board, and that's how you you know, develop them in-house and you keep, get to keep them longer too. There's a huge yeah. retention value in this, especially in today's, uh, you know, jump oh, ship yeah. climate. Oh, yeah. This doesn't work for me. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. Which I'm envious of, I have to admit. I kind of like that because I stuck with jobs mm -hmm. thinking I could change the manager, thinking I could change the bid. I'm like, I'm actually really envious of my sons who are Gen Z. And I'm like, you know, they just like, uh, no. Bye. Yeah. I and love that. And they're, oh, no, no, I love that. Yeah. I'm like, 
Man, I wish I'd have done that. Yeah, think and, about and how much trauma we have from all of our previous 100%. jobs. Oh my God. <laughs> I carry that every day. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that the they therapy. They, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And the fact that they think about their careers as gig work. Yes. Yeah. They I are love not that. stuck to the one employee loyal forty year nope. career job. Those words are gone. <laughs> Career, job. Loyalty, bye. Done. All that stuff. And you know what? Loyalty is a two-way street. Yep. If we show them a new gig, this is what I've I've told people. That's like, hey, listen, first of all, stop saying job description. Just say gig description and get to it. Like, here's what you're going to do. Here's the bit. It's three months. It's six months. It's whatever. And then we're going to line up, if you're successful, we're going to line up six other gigs. Exactly. You know, like our friend, I think you know Steve Brown, too, says, think of this as a gift that they're giving you. They are coming to you. They're giving a gift, uh, you know, of their years of service to you from whatever career they're trying to grow into. Think of it as a gift and say thank you to them when they want to jump ship or go on to another opportunity. It's, It's... you know, think of it and be grateful for their time with your company. I love it. Two questions left. One's on ghosting. Mm. So, again, I've got the full spectrum. Oh, God. I've got the full spectrum. Uh, one is, why are we still talking about it? Everybody ghosts. It's been ghosting. has been going on since humanity. I mean, Socrates probably ghosted somebody in an interview. Whatever. Who cares? You know, and then, and then I get, I've also had the responses, it's not acceptable. Period. Mm. There's no excuse at all for both a so, candidate ghosting or an interviewer ghosting hard stop I, I'll tell you why I really have a strong opinion about this oh I love strong opinions <laughs> spicy here it goes go go go, go, go. I, you know uh, I've had folks not show up on their first day on the job right I'm sitting here waiting for them totally did all the paperwork yeah um, and especially this was during the pandemic it yep. took a lot of effort to do all the processing and you know get them on board and they wouldn't even respond to our phone calls in fact the first person who ghosted me, I thought they had an accident. Mm-hmm. And that's why they weren't responding to you me. You were worried. I was yeah. very worried. Le- legit. Worried. Yeah, very worried that they probably had a met with an accident on the day of the job and that's why they didn't show up. So I have a very strong opinion that even if you're not interested, hey, texting is so easy these days. Text the hiring manager and say, sorry, I just don't think it's a great fit or I can't do this right now. And so I right. changed my mind. Just one text message works. And it works the same way from the hiring manager. Right. You know, if it's not going to work out, On the way to the hospital with my wife. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. Don't know what's going on. I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Yeah. And and hiring managers Hmm. should, it's a two-way street. Right. You know, you should tell them, hey, they're not going to be able to hire you at this time. But, you know, if there is interest, we'll contact you. Something along those lines. Yeah. But ghosting is something that I think is a very bad, um, bad, bad, um, you know, show of who you are as a professional. As, right. as you got to follow that up. Where, where, you where you got? Oh, God. Okay. I think I also might have a spicy hot take on this. Oh I think God. for so long, you it's two been, are amazing. We're ready, we're ready for this. <laughs> I think for so long, it was accepted that the employer would ghost employees and it was a standard 100%. practice. If you think about every role that's yeah. open, like that gets thousands of interviews, there's Absolutely. no chance you're going to be able to respond to everyone. That's right. And they'll just like batch decline you or you'll just never hear. Right. Your resume goes into the ether. Mm-hmm. And then I think candidates started doing it and suddenly it was like, oh my God, people can't ghost and I'm like wait a minute we've been doing this for years so so it's okay if we do it but not okay if they do it like that feels kind of unfair do as I say not as I do (laughs) like we and and like look I'll be honest I also have ghosted candidates and I followed up and been like hey I'm really sorry I dropped the ball here I did not respond to your email in time we filled that position I'm so sorry please accept my sincerest apologies but that's really hard to do on like a massive scale with like thousands and thousands of candidates so like 
think grace goes both ways. Give each other a little grace. Right. Understand that like people are always going to choose what's best for them. That's nice. So when a candidate goes, they made a decision that was best for them. That's a tweet right there. Grace goes both ways. Yeah. Love that. Yep. All right, last question. And the front end of this, I asked you a great candidate question. Mm-hmm. You know, something made you really think, expect your... This is going to be more closer to the horror story side of things, like a candidate experience either that you had with mm-hmm. a, uh, as, as you were a candidate or that a candidate coming through your process. So I'll give you, I'll give you while you're thinking about it, I'll give you one from my experience. So I'm hiring a chief revenue officer, and I've got everybody on board. We're literally rubber stamp dinner. Done. Right? This is easy. It's over, done, gotta have the dinner, sign the paperwork, it's over. And uh, right before dinner, we're having drinks the whole bit, right before dinner, he takes out his teeth (laughs) and puts them on the table. Oh no. Right, that that happened. So, okay, so here's the deal. I don't care, because I'm I'm, 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 I'm thinking about the outputs. Quota, can he get quota? Great, I don't care, I don't care, he has teeth. Like, I don't (laughs) care. Teeth, fangs. Oh, what? Yes. Don't even talk about teeth right now. My cap fell out right before Pitch Fest yesterday. As long as you didn't swallow it, you're good. <laughs> Thank God, it would have been an emergency. So, so I'm I'm on the other end of this, going, I don't care, teeth, no teeth. My entire team said, we got back to the office. I'm like, all right, man, start date Tuesday. Everybody, we're cool. Everybody's cool. Let's do this. Yeah. I, they're all they could. They all called him Teeth Guy. We can't can't hire a teeth guy. I'm like, dude, seriously, like this guy is legit. He's on top of it. Like he can take us to the next level. Mm -hmm. They're like, yeah, teeth guy can't come. Teeth teeth guy can't just, he just, teeth guy. They literally kept calling him teeth guy. Teeth guy can't come to the office. I'm like, oh no. So poor, and I, of course, I had to say no. And I gave him the feedback. I said, here's the deal. It was a rubber stamp meeting. You took out your teeth. And you know what? I, it didn't bother me. Yeah. But here's the deal. Let somebody telegraph that deal. Let people know that you've had a car accident and you need to take out your teeth or you'll create an infection or go to the bathroom. Like, whatever, so that the next time this happens, you don't get labeled as teeth guy. <laughs> and he started laughing. He goes, yeah. No, actually, he took it to the great. We're friends. He, he took it to the greatest side. He's like, you know what? That was really. It was. I just wasn't thinking. I just wasn't thinking. I was just in the moment. I just took out my teeth, like just normal. I'm around friends, and they know about it. Yeah. And I forgot that they didn't. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. it, yeah. A candidate fail experience, and again, it could be your own experience yeah. or something that went through your process. I will tell you about my own experience first, and I can tell you about a process experience Ooh, too. But wow. my own, I went through a, uh, an interview process that was um, eight hour-long conversations with all the executives. It was an executive position, so like I can't be too mad about it, but eight hour long, and then a project, and then another hour with the CEO. Oh yeah, no, that's that's to see if you, it's an endurance thing. I was like, why do you need to talk to me this many times to know if I'm actually qualified to do this job? <laughs> yeah. It means you don't know what you want, 
And that's not a good sign for me. No, you're sending me the signal. Yeah. Yeah. And I took the job anyway. Sorry, it's PTSD. I I took the job. I really shouldn't have. I should have listened to my gut. Because you thought you could change them. I thought I could change them. And I got in, and our candidate experience involved for engineers another five to six hour long interviews with a project where they would have to code. Right. And then they were like, we watch them code live. Yeah. And I was like, but that's people that's a lot of bias like what if people are neurodivergent they can't watch you watching them do work that's like anxiety inducing for a lot of people and very unsafe or and they wouldn't change it go into github and they're using stuff from github and that's okay yeah like like that you want them to use shortcuts like duh that's not a bad thing but some people would judge that's a bias yeah oh yeah so both sides and i did not change them and i left (laughs) (laughs) but but therapy is uh yeah okay jay what about yourself well, I was thinking about my husband's experience as a candidate after working for the Big Five yep. for almost 15 years. Uh, right in the middle of the pandemic, he was told that they're letting go of their entire team. It did change after six months because they realized they can't get these guys back at the same. <laughs> so they gave them their jobs back. But when he was interviewing with other Big Five companies, I will tell you, he had about 26 rounds of interviews. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. one of these companies. And some of them were panel interviews. So they had six people on each panel or three. And then he was asked to code like he was fresh out of college. Yeah. uh, Which was ridiculous. 100% ridiculous. I was looking at the interview process and I was like, this is not going to work. Never go to work for these companies. They're going to just kill you. (laughs) Also, how much money did they just waste in those hours interviewing? 100%. That's like thousands for that many people to be involved in an interview process. And you would think that these companies have the best of the HR professionals Mm -hmm. who are designing these, (laughs) uh, you know, interview processes. And I'm going, why are they doing this? Executive ego. (laughs) Probably. It does. And it's such a tedious process. And, at the end of the day, the candidate experience, you know, they are burnt out. The oh, candidate yeah. is absolutely burnt out from these experiences. They've already checked out. They've said no. Yeah. And they're, you know, they're out of the whole process. They're never going to come work for you. So how are you going to get these stellar oh, unicorns that you're looking that, for? They're going to go tell everybody about you. <laughs> oh, they, yeah. They did. I did. 100%. <laughs> That's 100%. on the internet. Somebody is talking about it on the internet. Oh, yeah. You know, Glassdoor is not a, a dishonest place to well, do this. Glassdoor's it's actually now very, opened up uh, conversations. Yeah. which are different communities yeah. where now you can actually have ongoing com- conversations. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Blind oh. is also interesting. When I'm yes. bored, I will scroll through Blind. Oh, yeah. There's so much good stuff gets said. People are sharing like their comp packages. So, Other like, people are like, oh, my God, I don't make that much. I like do the Reddit. same job as you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, here for it. That's what Quora and Reddit were? Yeah. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah. Now it's Blind? Okay, I'll blind check it out. Amazing. So mm-hmm. I signed up during grad school. I signed up uh, to do the CIA interview because... At the time, I thought okay. I might want to do the CIA, <laughs> but really, I just wanted to do the interview, this 17-hour interview, but I have a bunch of friends that work in the agency and around, and it, so they're like, they're going to break you. As long as you know this, you go into it, you just tell them the truth, because they already know the truth. They're going to get to the truth, they're going to find a way to the truth, so you can try to... So I went in with the strategy of, like, I'm just going to tell them everything. 
Yeah. I'm just going to go in and go, okay, let me tell you this, this, and this, and this, and this. Still less than 17 hours. Wow. Hey, for a job at the CIA, yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. It's yeah. understandable. Yeah. They, they got to break you. If not, you're going to break <laughs> if it's that's someone right. who you shouldn't they, break. <laughs> they've got they've to they've yeah. know what they've got. But yeah. I also think that's great for candidates. So in my most recent role, when I met my co-founders, I also just laid it out to them. I was like, here's what it's like to work with me. Are you interested in this or not? <laughs> and I said, before we continue the conversation any further, and I had the privilege of like, I was actively looking. It was just like a soft call. Right. I said, before we go any further, if you are not okay with this, yeah. then I should just recuse myself. I was like, you're great. I'm great. It's just not going to work. Right. And so like, nice. we went deep on like, I just upfront gave them all my shit. I was like, here are all the, I'm, <laughs> sometimes me, I'm impatient. Let like, me tell you about all my fails. Yeah. My you vices. should know all of this. Yeah. And they were like, we think we can work with that. Nice. At, like a hiring manager TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's genius. Yeah. I love both of you. Thank you so much so for carving out time Absolutely. for us and waiting and all that other stuff. Thank you so much. Of course. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank and you. thanks for everyone listening. Until next time. Absolutely.